Welcome to Breakthrough, the podcast that helps you to get unstuck, move forward, move on, and finally break through to that next level that you have been looking for. I'm Mickey Ruthman, transformational breakthrough coach, speaker, and author, and your host right here on the Breakthrough Podcast. So get ready to break the barriers and break the limitations, and let's dive right on into this week's episode of Breakthrough. My guest on today's episode. For over 30 years with operations and activities in more than 50 countries worldwide, Alan Carr's Easyway organization has been helping to set people free from addictions and issues ranging from smoking, alcohol, weight, drugs, sugar, caffeine, debt, gambling, and even fear of flying, including a host of stars like Ellen DeGeneres, Pink, Richard Branson, and Ashton Kutcher, to name a few. Alan worked extensively on applying his method to other issues and addictions, drafting a huge quantity of texts. He worked closely with Robert Haley and John Dicey, respectively Chairman and MD of Alan Carr's Easy Way, entrusting them with the method in the knowledge that they were more than capable of edit- editing his work and updating it as required. My guest on today's episode is John Dicey, the global CEO and senior therapist for Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking method. After quitting smoking, having smoked 80 cigarettes a day, John was inspired to help others to do the same. He was trained by the late Alan Carr in 1998 and went on to treat more than 30,000 smokers face-to-face. John and Alan worked on a series of books together, which have sold over 16 million copies worldwide. It is with great pleasure that I welcome John Dicey to the Breakthrough Podcast today. Hello there, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. So we find ourselves in really strange times and very uncertain times right now for most people. And, um, you know, my hope is really that when all of this is over and behind us, that future generations won't refer to this time as the lockdown period or the isolation period or the self-distancing period or even the COVID-19 outbreak, but that we will really look back and refer to this as the mass awakening of humankind to create a beautiful new and better world for all of humanity. So wherever you are, just please know that my thoughts and my prayers are with every single one of you. Do stay safe and remember to not neglect your own self-care, your emotional, mental and spiritual as well as your physical self-care because if we want to serve others and help others, we have to fill ourselves up as well. So as you heard in the intro guys, I've got a really special guest on today's episode for you guys. Now in South Africa specifically during our lockdown period, one of the restrictions that has been put on us is that there is zero alcohol sales and zero cigarette sales, which means means that a lot of people who are smokers and perhaps um, you know have issues with alcohol cannot get access to that right now and it's causing a whole lot of anxiety for a lot of people which is why as I promised you I wanted to bring you content that would really assist you and help you on a practical level during this time which is why I approached the Alan Carr organization Alan Carr's easy way organization to help those of you who are perhaps struggling with an addiction right now during this lockdown period. So as you heard in the intro, I am chatting today to John Dicey, the CEO of the Alan Carr 
uh, Easy Way Method and the organization. And he's really going to give you some practical and insightful ways that you can work with those addictions and really overcome them in this time. So uh, do listen to the end of the episode. He gives some really, really great free tools that you guys can use right now as well. They've got some amazing free stuff that will help you for sure in this time as well. So do stay put to the end of this episode. I've put those for you guys in the show notes as well. But without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode and my interview with John Dicey. He's helped me to welcome John Dicey all the way from London to the Breakthrough Podcast. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Mickey. That's great stuff. So, John, tell me a little bit. You're in London, right? That's right, yeah. So, how, um, how are you the, guys dealing with this lockdown on your side? Yeah, we're kind of deep into lockdown. So, three weeks uh, in. Um, I should apologize for my hair, Mickey. Um, I'm pleased that the viewers can't see it, but I had a go at cutting it myself the other day. I, I normally get a haircut, uh, a trim every couple of weeks or so, and I've, I didn't get one before we went into lockdown. So uh, it's a trivial thing in life, given what everyone in, in the world's going through at the moment, but um, it's, it's amused me anyway. Um, it's a I, real I thing. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to try thing. and do it again anyway. So, no, we, we're good. It's, it's been a, um, you know, a terrific shock to everybody around the world, obviously, and I think um from a personal personal perspective i'm very lucky um my family we're all together um the the, the organization alan carr's organization we um planned very well for this we 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 went into uh lockdown um a, a few days earlier than was required so we managed to get the whole of the hq team uh, um, comfortable bedded down in their workspaces at home um, so we we didn't miss uh, we didn't miss a beat, um, uh, which is really important when you're uh, supporting people with addiction and uh, and, and and issues that um, uh, um, we help with. Mm, fantastic. Now, John, I'd like you just to just give the listeners a bit of an idea, sort of where do you fit into the Alan Carr programs and the business as a whole? Yeah, I. Uh, it's a very uh, simple story and it's 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 a little bit embarrassing uh, in terms of um, almost cliched I was a uh, uh, probably the worst smoker in the world so I used to smoke 80 cigarettes a day so four packs a day every day minimum um, it would be more if I was out at a party or something Friday night Saturday night which is just crazy um, I tried everything to quit um, acupuncture, nicotine patches and gum, uh, herbal remedies, hypnotherapy on its own, um, shock treatment, you know, someone sort of shouting at me, showing me these terrible photos of smokers' lungs. Um, I just couldn't wait out to get out, get out and have a cigarette. So um, uh, uh, um, I'd almost given up, uh, given up trying to quit. Um, and uh, my wife, uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, um, just said, you know, she'd heard about this guy and uh, there's nothing to lose. He does a money back guarantee, takes a day. So um, I did, I gave it a go and I actually went along um, very skeptical. Um, and uh, the deal I did with, um, with Jackie, my wife was, okay, uh, if it doesn't work, you can't nag me about smoking for at least 12 months. So I, I saw it as a real win-win. I fully expected to come out, carry on smoking, 
uh, without any hassle about it from her for the next uh, for the next twelve months. Um, and um, well, that was that. Uh, <laughs> never looked back, uh, and no one was more surprised um, than me that uh, that uh, that I got free from that. Um, and it certainly saved my life. I mean, uh, if you know any eighty-a-day smokers. Um, when you get to that level, you know uh, you have this kind of fatalistic view, and you think, "Well, it's it's got got your name on it eventually." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was extraordinary to me that, um, that I stopped, but also that it was so um, so easy. Um, you know, previous attempts have been awful, um, just sort of shivers, shakes, sweats, you know, angry, anxiety, nervous, horrible. Um, but this was just so peaceful. Um, I found it almost unbelievable. Anyway, I got in after after a period of reflection. I got in touch with Alan um, and um, just said, "Look, can I, I'd like to get involved." And uh, he didn't have any um, anything available at that time. But I, over a period of time, we uh, I conversed with uh, Alan and Robin Haley, who was uh, uh, then managing director. Uh, is now chairman of the organisation, um, and put forward some ideas and. Um, uh, eventually, um, um, they gave in, and I, I came on board. And it was the best, best thing um, I've ever experienced. Being trained by Robin and Alan um, to help people quit smoking, um, I took over Alan's original uh, centre in London, um, and moved on from there. I, I, I sort of got involved um, with uh, with Alan Carr to sort of get out of the corporate life, really, but. Basically, as we as we grew and grew, and um, the demands of the business increased, um, I found myself sort of um, being a part-time therapist and part-time um, manager, if you like, uh, uh, made MD, and um, uh, and it's been an absolute honour and privilege to be sort of part of the team that's taken Alan Carr to 50, 50 countries worldwide. The written publications, the digital publications now, and uh, and the seminars, as I say, which are in, in more than 50 countries. Um, so now I oversee the whole shebang. Wow. That's amazing, John. And, you know, I, I've also been listening to one of Alan's books right now, Easy Way to Quit Smoking. And um, I mentioned before we started recording now that in South Africa, specifically where I'm at, our lockdown is quite heavy in terms of no alcohol sales, no cigarette sales. And I know that um, Alan has many books. Uh, one of them is, for instance, also How to Quit Drinking. So it really comes down to breaking any bad habits that we have, sort of his repertoire of works that he brought out. But could you tell us a little bit more about what what was Alan's heart behind wanting to help others to become free of habits that are not serving them? For Alan, it was a very organic moment. So he, um, he was a heavy smoker and failed to quit smoking many times. Um, eventually, he kind of figured it out in, in his own mind. He described it as kind of well, you know, he's, uh, one of these artworks that uh, they don't make sense until you look at them in a certain way. They, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but uh, but, it, but for him, it was lots of information, experience, all at the same time. Suddenly came together, um, and he, he he stubbed out his final cigarette, knowing that was it. And at the same time, turned to his wife Joyce and said. I'm going to cure the world of smoking. 
she thought he was bonkers. Um, and Joyce is still involved with us, with us today. And uh, he, uh, he, he, he helped friends to quit smoking. And then people started seeking sort of consultations with him. And, and it grew so organically. Um, eventually, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't see the number of people who, um, who were coming to see him, um, doing sort of groups of smokers, maybe eight or nine at a time. So he, he wrote the book. And again, I think people thought he was mad. And they said, look, if people can get the, the method in a book for however many quid, why would it, why would it bother coming to see you and, and pay more for the seminars? But he, his view was to cure the world of smoking. So he went with it. And thank goodness he did, because it's a, the best-selling stop smoking book of all time worldwide. The method um, since then, back in the uh, mid-80s, has helped an estimated uh, 50 million people worldwide which is uh, quite extraordinary so um so yeah that's 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 that was the his his inspiration behind it was you know uh, he 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 had this cure for something and he really wanted to get it out Mm. and i absolutely love that because i remember when i when i began to listen to the book in the beginning it speaks of exactly that the fact that he wasn't a medical doctor and here he was writing these books and not just writing these books, but really rendering results for people that people could see the results. And I think that's key is a lot of us kind of, you know, we find something that works, but we're afraid to share it with the world simply because we don't have the credentials behind it. And he's really, for me, a perfect example of someone who had a passion, who had something that could help others. And he went out there and made it work and really gave people the results that they were looking for. Absolutely, and he it, it was he he described it. Um, I think in terms of he felt like uh, he just discovered a cure for something, and and and, and just couldn't see why um, governments, health departments, um, uh, anti-tobacco um, campaigns didn't just sort of wholeheartedly embrace uh, embrace him right from the start. But um, thirty-five plus years later, we're we're getting there. Um, so we are now talking to health departments in uh, several different governments hoping to help them help the smokers um in their in their care it's great you're reading the uh the book uh, mickey as well so good luck with that um and i hope you uh hope you enjoy it follow the instructions and you'll be fine yeah no absolutely i am enjoying it and um i think you know what you're saying there now as well is <laughs> if i look at what's happening around the world right now So many of us have skills or something we can help somebody else with. And what's happening right now with being in lockdown and companies closing and so many of us having to reach out to others, ask for advice is, I love the fact that that Alan kind of for me is a great example of that because everyone out there has something. You have knowledge. You have something you've overcome that can really help somebody else at this time, even if it is that you're a mom with kids and you know how to keep them busy at home right now. We all have something we can serve society and and the greater good with. And it's really amazing to, you know, I honor Alan for pushing ahead and not, not letting sort of the things that would normally stop us, stop him from still putting this out there and helping millions around the world especially now in South Africa, uh, for me, you know, when I look at the fact that you cannot buy alcohol and you cannot buy cigarettes right now, although it is perhaps not at a time where you decided you want to quit, it's really helping you. It's forcing you into 
getting rid of a bad habit and really saving money right now as well. So I think it's phenomenal. It's really phenomenal. And I hope everyone that's listening can really dig deep and go look at what, what skills, knowledge, life experience do you have that can help someone else right now? It's a perfect example of that. Absolutely. And um, I think the important, I'd love to give you uh, a little extra tip there because uh, what you expressed there is um, it feels like a really good motivation. You know, uh, oh, no one can get cigarettes or alcohol or whatever. So this is a great time to quit. It's kind of a little bit negative. And I think what you'll find as you continue reading the book um, or listening to the book, I think you have it on audio, um, is um, your attitude turns around. And the fact that uh, we're in the middle of this lockdown ceases to be the motivation. Um, and it's replaced with something completely different is this sudden understanding that you're going to enjoy your life so much more as a non-smoker. And that's a brilliant sense, a brilliant feeling to have. It's quite exhilarating. Um, and that will happen at some point uh, during during the book uh, and it's just important to let to let the lockdown thing go I mean, it is it is extraordinary um, what's happened in south africa with you know, people not be able to go out and buy cigarettes or alcohol or whatever but uh, although that might have been the um the starting gun for you quitting smoking um it'll soon uh, be replaced by that that ultimately positive feeling Mm. I think what, what really resonated with me is, you know, I've wanted to, to quit smoking for very, very long. Um, it has been something I wanted to do, but, you know, what resonates with me in the book is that he speaks of all the, the excuses we come up with for why I shouldn't or why I can't. Or, um, and I think what I, what I identified while listening to the book is that it really came down to, firstly, I didn't want to disappoint myself because I had tried before. And the second thing was, you know, Mickey, that's what you do for a living. You are a mindset specialist. I specialize in mindset and behavioral changes. But for some reason, this was the one thing that I felt I couldn't change myself. So I think there was a little bit of ego behind it as well, a little bit of fear kind of going, hmm, so what if you try this and you fail at it? So it really resonated with me at the level of my, my reason isn't this lockdown, but now is as good a time as any to sure. you know, do this and jump in and get rid of something I've wanted to do for so long. And he's really, by pointing out in the book, all the excuses we make to not attempt this, it's really helped me to see that you want to do this, get rid of the excuses and just go for it. Absolutely. Well, I've reached out this, this week, uh, five or six days ago, we started a, a brand new campaign um, for Alan Carr, which is a commitment to help uh, anybody who is quitting smoking, whether they're planning to use the Alan Carr method or not, sometimes it's just enough to have someone understand what you're going through or to raise concerns or answer questions. So we have a brand new website page up, which is uh, once you sign up to it, it um, it is sending out all kinds of advice, uh, useful free tips to help anybody. And even if it's someone's listening to this and thinking, well, I'm Maybe I do want to stop smoking, or maybe I don't, or you know, even though I, don't, I definitely don't. There's stuff we're giving away as part of this campaign for the COVID lockdown period that will will be useful to you if in the future you decide to stop. So I really, uh, everyone, all your listeners are welcome to 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 engage with that. Um, it's on alancar.com forward slash free stuff. That's free hyphen stuff. 
um, or check out our Facebook page, Twitter page, Alan Carr, A-L-L-A-N-C-A-R-R. And that's that's been exhilarating for me um, because obviously, you know, uh, as well as being a, a passionate Alan Carr therapist who loves helping people quit smoking and freeing them from addiction, uh, all sorts of addictions, uh, I'm also the global CEO, so I have, I have this business responsibility as well. But as I felt the last seven days, this was a perfect opportunity for us to to, to, to just give some free advice. We always do it anyway, uh, pretty much. We never turn any smoker away for advice. But to sort of formalize that, almost in a kind of an information campaign so people can, you know, they get a, a, some emails through and a set process, all of which uh, include really useful information, tips, uh, ideas, and free stuff, which is great. Mm, I think that's wonderful, um, John, because really people need that right now, I think. And, um, you know, I mentioned before we started recording that how I heard about Alan Corr, although I've known about him for very long, how I heard about him as one of my own clients that actually went to one of the half-day workshops, the site that one of our big medical aid companies in South Africa offers. And uh, he actually told me that he went to this half-day workshop and he quit that same day, which to me was really amazing. But perhaps for someone who's either new to Alan Carr or who's not sure that the system is going to work for them, what sort of is what, what makes Alan's Easy Waste system so successful and effective? Why should someone try this? Yeah, I should mention uh, Dr. Charles Nell, who heads up our operations in um, South Africa, has done some amazing work with Discovery over the years. It's just extraordinary what is achieved out there. Um, and they're all going online now, the, the, the uh, live group seminars now, now online over the next few days. Um, it's it's uh, gearing up. I think uh, the success of Alan Carr's Easy Way is down to many different elements, I guess, but primarily rather than focus on the downsides of an addiction, which is what most people do, um, what it's doing to them, it costs them a fortune, controlling their life, all, all, all the negative aspects. Most sort of conventional addiction programs focus on those, pretty much say that you've got to stop doing it, it's killing you, <laughs> and, 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 uh, um, and encourage you to build up your willpower to sustain this period of feeling and missing out on something in the hope that once you get on the other side of that, you're going to feel free. You're being free and free of the addiction. What Alan Carr does is the complete opposite. I mean, for starters, we focus on smoking now. Every smoker know, knows what it's doing to them. They don't need me or you to tell them about that. So we don't talk about the, the money, the health, the slavery, um, the, the effect on our family or anything like that. Smokers know that already. We look at smoking uh, or any addiction and we say, okay, so what's so great about it? What is it that makes you do it? We list out all the, all the perceived advantages of being a smoker, that it helps us to relax, concentrate, focus, socialize, goes right, great with a drink or whatever it might be. And like a, a friendly assassin, <laughs> the method targets each one of those beliefs and exposes them and um, it doesn't just do that but whilst exposing these beliefs it explains to the smoker or the addict how they got forwarded to thinking that that is the key if you um if you know how a confidence trick works you don't fall for it anymore i was uh, not so long ago 
I've been to Paris many times, but I've never been to Sacré-Cœur. And I went along there, and all the all the guidebooks say you've got to be really careful because there's there's all sorts of street crime around there, pickpockets, all sorts of stuff going on. And the one thing I was most surprised to see was these guys doing, uh, you know, sort of gangsters doing um, the three card uh, three cup trick. Then you know the, the the cups, three cups and a pea. Now, this might be useful for some of your listeners. Yeah, it's it's a rip off, it's a con. And once you know, basically. The, the guys do it on the street. Um, they have a, a, a person that's helping them who appears to win money off them. That's their, their, their friend, their co- uh, cohort. Then, uh, unsuspecting tourists think it's well, worth a go. You know, they've got a chance of winning. So they start betting money on finding the P under three cups. It, 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 it's a con and it's done by uh, crooks. Now, as soon as you know that, you're never going to take part in that con. You're never going to be fooled by it. Yeah. If you, if you believe the person who's telling the information, if you understand, okay, this is this is how it works. There's an accomplice who uh, uh, pretends to win money, walks away, and that suckers you in, um, and think, you think you've got a chance of winning. You won't win. It's as simple as that. So what? What? Uh, the point I'm making, in rather laboured fashion, is once you understand how a confidence trick works, you don't fall for it anymore. So as each of these, you know, beliefs in what uh, smoking or any addiction does for us is exposed as a confidence trick. The the addict ends up at the end of the process with this immense feeling of release. And for that reason, there's no sense of loss. There's no feeling of deprivation. Uh, and you just get on with your life as a happy non-smoker. So that, I think that's the key, the key difference. Uh, it's a sort of forensic disassembly of the arguments for smoking. Hmm. I find that fascinating because it, you know, with my clients as well, I often tell them whatever your bad habit is, whether it's a physical bad habit or something you're doing to self-sabotage in some way, shape or form in your life is there is usually a benefit in it for you why you're not changing it. And they look at me like I'm nuts because why would I hold on to something like, um, a feeling of not good enoughness or acting like I'm not good enough. How is that serving me? But the, the reality is you've somewhere in your mind given yourself an excuse for how this is serving me. And I think that's what smokers are doing as well is we've taken those excuses and it's almost kind of serving you because you can't fail if you don't try. No, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, but they, uh, exactly. And this is how uh, um, illusions and confidence tricks work. They kind of fool you into thinking they're really doing something for you. Now, fear of fear of failure is, is crucial as well. So it's not just fear of failure, it's fear of success as well. Some people think, God, oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to feel miserable. And I used to feel so bad when I quit. I failed to quit smoking every time. Um, on the other hand, there's this fear of success. Because you assume it's going to be hard when you stop. So those two fears are something that's really important to to take away as part of the process. And that's what uh, what Alan Carr's way does um, so so effectively. Once you realize that, that this this uh, addiction is driven by fear, and that that fear is caused by the drug, by nicotine, you, you've really almost got it licked. So the real key is understanding the difference between a habit and an addiction, and a very crucial difference is there. Uh, and most people do talk talk uh, when they talk about habits. What they're really referring to are, are addictions. The other thing which you're so great at, with in terms of uh, behaviour, whether you're sort of talking in terms of 
uh, behaviours which are not healthy for you mentally um, or what um, have you, that, that's another category, another category as well. But whereas a habit is a defined really as a kind of a, a, a regular tendency or practice, especially one that's hard to give up. In that way, that that dictionary definition is slightly skewed because m most habits are really easy to change. Uh, really easy. Um, it's when they're not easy that you you have to look and say, okay, there's something dysfunctional about this, and this is it's likely to be um, a, a addictive behaviour. Uh, and that's helped us relate Alan Carr's method to everything from um, alcohol to cocaine or heroin to gambling. Uh, gambling was a huge one in terms of it's one of the I think it was what's the first uh, application of the method where you didn't actually ingest something. So this is all to do with body chemicals as a result of uh, of competing and gambling and, and risk. And moving on to to other other aspects as well, so uh, uh, tech addiction, uh, emotional eating, that 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 kind of thing. Uh, and it's 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 been brilliant that we've managed to apply Alan's method to all those areas and more. And the list is going on. We're just working at the moment um, on something for opioid addiction. I don't know whether that's something that's spread out across South Africa or not, but certainly in the USA, it's a uh, you know, savaged uh, a big number of people, you know, law-abiding people who were prescribed these uh, painkillers pain and, um, you know, through no fault of the bone, ended up addicted to incredibly powerful opioid drugs uh, when they no longer had uh, access to to those uh, drugs by prescription. Um, they turned to, to street drugs. So, um, um that's a real labour of love as well. We're hoping that we we have something for that in uh, in the next uh, few months. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks, John. But I think it's important to mention to the guys that are listening as well that if I remember correctly in the book, he says that you guys have a 90% success rate with uh, the easy way to stop smoking system. Am I right? That's right. Well, that's, that's based on our workshop. So the Alan Carr's seminars, we have been for over 30 years, 34 years, uh, we've offered a money-back guarantee to people who attend the seminars. If you complete the program um, and uh, carry and, and, and don't quit smoking, the fears we've funded in full. So based based on that, the success is ninety percent. Now we've recently, in the last uh, two years, we had the results of clinical trials that compared Alan Carr, the Alan Carr method, the workshop method, method to best in market, albeit in the NHS, uh, for example, in the U the, the UK gold standard stop smoking service, which involves one-to-one -one, uh, session, nicotine patches, gum, Champix, or uh, other other medication or whatever, and something like six weeks of one-to-one um, -one counseling. And uh, also we, uh, there was another uh, big clinical trial in, uh, in Ireland at the behest of the Irish uh, health minister. And those clinical trials indicated that the method was as good off as, if not better than, anything that the national health services in those two countries are um, uh, are offering. So a real, real breakthrough. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, there's a reason that um, uh, the method has helped so many people, 50 million worldwide, and it's uh, it's not some um, slick sort of marketing scheme or, but just personal recommendation. People use the method; it's, they succeed and. 
pass it on. That's, that's phenomenal, really. So if you're listening, guys, 90%, think about it for a second, 90% success rates if you do one of these workshops. And I mean, that's, that's bigger than I think I've ever heard anyone being able to kind of almost guarantee. And you say he's got a money back guarantee on it as well. And it, it's really worth trying. I mean, when you hear that, what have you got to lose is my question. What have you really got Absolutely. to lose if you're not going to give this a try? But what I'd like to know though, John, is, you know, there's a stigma behind how long it actually takes to break a habit. So how long does it really take to break a bad habit like smoking? And what does your success really sort of depend on? Yeah, well, um, the in terms of addictions, smoking, um, about anything between three or six hours before you're free, which most people are astonished by. But that's, that's, the, uh, that's the length of time it takes to uh, normally, you know, taking, taking Alan Carr's method. Bear in mind, I went from my 80 a day to zero in the space of six hours. Uh, it's extraordinary. Um, and um, there was nothing unpleasant about it at all. So it's, it, what I mentioned earlier, really, which is in terms of separating the addiction from the habit, or the routine so most people think they get into the habit of smoking and that leads them to be addicted it's the other way around you get addicted to nicotine first and that leads to the kind of the habitual routine stuff so the habit of smoking the routine will remind you for I don't know, a week or so afterwards that you used to smoke but as long as your head's right it won't cause you a problem so um, in normal life, rather than lockdown life, the habit of smoking, what have you, step off the bus and reach for your pocket or your purse to pull out a cigarette. If you're using willpower at that time, that's a horrible moment. You have to resist the urge uh, to go to the store and buy some cigarettes. If you're happy not smoking at that moment, that, that habitual trigger is just a moment to feel good. You think, great, I don't smoke anymore. So a real subtle difference between that. So you don't have anything to fear from the habitual side as long as you kick the addiction. And the addiction, um, it, that's incredibly, works incredibly quickly and incredibly powerful. It's actually very weak. And, and, and the, the nicotine withdrawal is actually very slight. So once you've got your head right, it's virtually imperceptible. And those sort of habitual triggers you have that you would expect to have, Look forward to them because uh, I assure you they're going to be moments of real pleasure rather than moments of, of concern. I absolutely love that. Uh, John, tell me, so aside from the amazing resources you guys have made available and the books and things that are online that people can do right now, what are a few practical things that our listeners can do if they do have a habit that they want to break during this lockdown period? Yeah, as I said before, I think it's, it, first identify what it is you have an issue with and then establish whether it is a habit or an addiction if it's a habit you should find it pretty easy once you've made the decision to change um to to do that for example um i just try to think of a, a couple of examples if you wanted to say stop drinking coffee and switch to drinking uh, mint tea or something then um, over a few days, that will become second nature. Um, we'll taste buds, uh, just the things that are going. Equally, something less, less uh, um, challenging for some people, I suppose. If you, if you 
if you wanted to stop taking um, sugar or sweetener in coffee, you know, after a few days, it will become a second nature. Taste buds need time to adjust, but I think if you talk to anybody who who switched from sugar in coffee to without, they say, I don't know, a few days, a week until and, until the, the, you can't imagine taking sugar in it again. Um, so, uh, so that's it. If if it's something like that, and uh, you should find it really easy. The coffee, the the caffeine point is uh, is interesting as well because of course people do get addicted to to caffeine caffeine um and if you have that 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 kind of addiction is is fairly um uh, uncommon but if you struggle with caffeine well the great news alan carr has got a program for that which is which is great uh, but but a vast majority of people it's not a, it's they're not addicted to it they just need to 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 to, to change their change their behavior so any habit i mean this is where habits can cross over into addiction so i had a a buddy who used to he was in the habit of stopping at the pastry shop for some kind of danish pastry on the way to his office and he'd get there and have a cup of coffee and a danish pastry every day he was worried about putting on weight and he hadn't realized that he just you know he he was actually buying a uh, one big danish pastry and a smaller one and this is this is this has been going on for like a year or something, and he suddenly realised this is just really not doing him any good at all. It took him a few days to get out of the habit of doing that, and, it, and the routine of doing it, if you like. A couple of times, you walk past a pastry shop and think, oh, "I would have gone in there, be brushed off, but well, I've decided I don't want to do that anymore," and off he went. So, so if if it's something you can brush off, it's, it's fine. If you feel you're addicted. Then it's great to get some help, and that's uh, that's uh, um, completely different kettle of fish. Uh, but with so much help and so many resources online now, it's it's never been easier to get that help. Whether you want it from my Alan Carr or whether you want it from anyone, there's so much stuff online now to help you out. Um, I would I would encourage you to to go where the recommendations are. So if you know someone who's personally used a method uh, to help. Uh, with the issue you're worried about, that's the best recommendation. Um, even better if they tell you they found it easy. <laughs> you actually just touched on my my second um, bad habit. I don't know if it's a habit or an addiction, which is coffee. But actually, that might be a great question to ask: is how do we know if something? How do you establish if something is just a habit or you've got an addiction? Yeah, the first thing is: is it hurting you? Is it harming you? So. The coffee in the morning—it's not really hurting anybody. Um, you don't—you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Seven or eight coffees by lunchtime—that's that's that's probably doing you some harm, and you'd be you'd be feeling the effects of that pretty quickly on a on a daily basis. Um, so, th- does it hurt you? That's 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 the the the, the first um, question. Uh, and uh, and does it hurt other people? So. Um, if you um, if you drink having lots of sugar, for example, if, if you move the, the, the buddy I mentioned earlier who who got rid of taking his getting his daily pastry, he did, he had no problem with it at all. Somebody who struggles with that likely to be suffering with uh, sugar, refined sugar sort of slash um, carb uh, carb addiction, which is easy to break. But again, you just need to know how you need to go about it in the in the in the in the same way which is identifying what do you think you're getting out of this and then realizing actually it does the opposite than, than you thought it did. So in terms of sh- sugar addiction um, and carb addiction, 
uh, all sorts of stuff. Mood mood swings, mainly. Somebody sort of has these sort of mood swings. Somebody realizes, you know, it's, it's linked to you know, blood sugar levels, and 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 those are linked to consumption of uh, refined sugar and bad carbs. Um, so I don't know what answer your question there, really. But but really, it's really it, it, if it's something relatively trivial, no problem. You'll you'll find it easy easy to change that uh, that habit and change your routine. If it's if it's uh, if it's something you struggle to get rid of, there's there's likely something else there um, that you that you might need a bit of help with. Hmm. Tommy, uh, in terms of a nicotine addiction, how long does that addiction take to break in your body? If your body is reliant on this nicotine, yeah. We of course the, the brilliant news is your body isn't reliant on nicotine. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, quite the reverse, um, and. Uh, uh, nicotine could stay in your body. It doesn't, but it, it could stay in your body for a year. It wouldn't make a blind bit of difference to how good you feel when, when you're free. Um, so uh, you, it takes, as I said, two, two and six hours to get free from the addiction, to understand your, your way out of it. You basically reboot your brain, uh, and rewire your brain uh, into thinking about these things differently. Um and the, the physical withdrawal from nicotine is really slight. Most of it's gone within 24 hours. 99% of it is gone. Technically, I think uh, a week or three weeks, uh, there's not a trace of nicotine left in your body. Um, but it really isn't a problem. And uh, I, I would just urge you not to worry about it. Because, uh, listen, if an 80-a-day smoker can stub out a final cigarette, walk out and just have the wonderful sense of peace that I had, um, anyone can. I absolutely love that. You're busting a whole bunch of myths here that so many of us have heard about how long it takes and what it takes to actually quit, especially something like smoking. So thank you so much for that. Uh, before I let you go, John, I just quickly want to touch on one other book that I feel is really, really relevant at this time uh, that Alan wrote as well. And that is Smartphone Dumb Phone because Right now, we're kind of sort of in a situation where we don't have a choice. We have to use technology and all of that stuff now to communicate with everyone and to do business. So how can we apply that book specifically to our situation we find ourselves in right now? Uh, well, it's, uh, I'm very, very proud of that program. I think smartphone, um, dumb phone um, was never about completely digitally detoxing. Uh, it, so it's not for somebody who wants to just completely like, live in the woods without any electricity or anything like that. It, it, it's always been about separating inappropriate use of tech with, uh, from appropriate use and, and sticking just with the appropriate use. So exactly the same rules apply in lockdown as in um, uh, normal times. So do what you need to do to keep your business uh, from um, to keep your business going. Smart tech it makes sense. This is not a time to kind of get away from tech. It's, it's a time to encompass and embrace appropriate use of tech. Uh, not to be worried if you're you're doing too much of it. I mean, there, there's you know there's all sorts of heroes all over the world who are keeping their businesses running. The, the doctors, the nurses, and everyone else as well. They're all heroes in terms of making sure food gets out the fields to the stores from the stores and to the shelves on the shelves into our baskets and home just heroes who are working probably harder than ever to make sure we're looked after so you know it's no good you know if you're in that position to to try and cut down your appropriate use 
of technologies. Go for it. Uh, use smart tech to facil facilitate um, social get-togethers. That's fully appropriate. Um, so I, I, uh, the last couple of Friday nights, I've met with some um, buddies of mine from the school. Um, we're based pretty much uh, in different parts of London, uh, one in, uh, over in the USA. So, you know, with Zoom and Skype and everything, it's never been easier to connect. So uh, I was amazed how quickly uh, that felt like the most natural thing in the world. It is like sitting in a bar around a table with your five best mates, except you don't have to get an Uber home. You don't stop for a greasy kebab on the way home and all the other aggro that goes with it. So, you know, we're meeting again tonight, so I'm looking forward to that. This is this is not inappropriate use of tech. This is perfectly appropriate use of, use of tech. So knock yourself out. I mean, in the early chapters of uh, smartphone, dumb phone, um, I wrote what was almost a love letter to technology. It's a brilliant, brilliant thing when it's our tool. It's, uh, it's uh, extraordinary and helps us in every aspect of our life. It's only the dumb stuff we need to get rid of. Um, and that's something you can focus off on even in lockdown. Um, notifications, you know, turn them off. You know, for the, for the, you, you don't need to be in hundreds and hundreds of different um, messenger groups or apps or whatever else. Um, so uh, and make, make the best use of the time you've got. I remember it, it never occurred to me until you we were writing a book. How, wh when was the last time I sat down at home and watched a movie without my phone uh, by my side? And uh, I couldn't remember it. And, and what that means is just even with your important notifications um, only on your phone, you, you get the odd interruption into a movie. Um, I remember the first time I you know, leave the phone in the kitchen and watch this movie. My word, it was, a, it was just amazing. You don't know how intrusive tech is until you, until you realize it, if that makes sense. And I would say, listen, take this away. If you're going to watch a movie tonight, Put your phone away for the duration of the movie. You know, like you're in the in, in a, the theatre. You know, and and just let let yourself um, almost connect with the movie. It's the best feeling in the world. And it sounds it probably sound like a madman, but uh, it really is. Just you lose yourself in a movie rather than just be like, rather than just watching it. If you know what I mean. Mm. I couldn't agree with you more. And it, it was quite funny in this time while I was listening to Alan's book, the audio book. I actually had to restart the book more than once because I would put it on and I would focus and then my phone would go off and then you know how it happens. You kind of go down that rabbit hole. You lose yourself yeah. completely in all the notifications and the other stuff. And before I know it, I have lost track of what the audio is saying. So a hundred percent agree with that. So guys do go check out smartphone, dumb phone at, as well in this time. I do think it is something that as John says, will serve you not just in this time of lockdown, but in general, uh, is to really get back to being smart about using our phones for the right reasons and for productive reasons and not just to escape, not just to kind of have the world disappear. <laughs> so, John, Absolutely. I'm so grateful for you and your time and the work you guys are doing. It was really an insightful chat. Could you please tell the guys again if they want to get a hold of you, if they want to check out this amazing uh, the freebies you've got, but also your systems, your books, your audios, where can they get a hold of you guys? No, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, alancar.com forward slash free stuff with a hyphen between free and stuff. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter, Alan Carr, A-double-L-E-N. 
C-A-R-R. And you alluded to this earlier, actually, Mickey, it's sort of in terms of what's going on in this lockdown. I mean, there over the last few weeks, um, over the world, we've seen what I describe as a new digital online revolution, this mass social migration to online. Uh, four weeks ago, my 85-year-old dad, my 70-year-old aunt, and my 50-year-old cousin had never met anyone face-to-face online before. They'd never never done an online meeting before. Now it's second nature, it's second nature to them as, as picking up the phone. So this is a brand new thing that's happened to us, and it means it's easier than ever uh, to get help and support for anything you need. Um, I'm proud that we've, uh, Alan Carl, we kind of, we've been at the forefront for that. So in a smartphone, dumb phone, you can read the book if you want to get it sent by mail. You can listen to the audio book, or we've got an online, even got an online video program for it. Um, and that's ironic when I talk about that because oh, it's a, a technology uh, uh, addiction book. But yeah, it's about appropriate use of technology rather than inappropriate. But thank, thanks for having me, Mickey. It's brilliant to talk to you. No, I think that's a perfect, perfect note to end it off on. John, thank you so much and stay safe. Best of luck to you guys on that side as well. And um, we appreciate you guys. And guys, I hope you go check out all of these amazing tools. Now is as good a time as any to use them. Right, guys. So I hope that you found that insightful and helpful and that if you are perhaps struggling with an addiction or just a habit that you really want to kick in this time that is no longer serving you and you're ready to just stop with that, that you will take the next step to go look at some of those free resources that um, John mentioned in the episode. I've linked those for you guys in the show notes as well. But remember that the next step is to take action, guys, because what we, if we really want something to change, we've got to take action. It's like I always tell my clients as well is it doesn't help that you just have a thought that you want to lose weight. If you don't eat right and take the action of going to gym, then nothing's going to change. So do please go over into that next step and take action but I'm really grateful to John and his team and what they are doing for those who are struggling with addictions as well and just an update from my side guys I did finish the book I listened to it twice and uh, the first time around I wasn't able to quit per se or stop like he says in the book Um, but I listened to it again and I must say it's actually been a lot easier than I thought it would be and I really think that the book helped me a heck of a lot because I don't know if I would have been able to do it without that tool. So do go check that out. So guys, that is it for this week's episode of Breakthrough. As always, I'm going to play out just with a song that I love or that I enjoy or that has meaning to me. And I hope you're going to enjoy today's song with me as well. But before I go, please do go and comment for me in the comments below, in the comment section, or leave a rating or a review on this podcast. Let me know if this episode helped you, how it helped you, and if you did kick your habits, then please let me know about that as well. I want to celebrate with you. And um, if you know of anyone who would find value from this episode and these resources as well, please do share it with them. And you're also welcome to drop me a DM, send me a screenshot of you listening to the podcast. I'll do a shout out for you on my social media as well. I've left the links in the episode for you as well in the show notes. And then lastly, guys, my Ultimate Life Transformation Program, my Digital Life Transformation Program is still on offer at a very low price, guys. It is over 95% that we have discounted it because I want to help as many people as I possibly can at this time 
to really be able to make it through this period emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically well. So do go check that out. That is in the show notes for you guys as well. So until next week, I want to see you right back. Can't wait to see you back here on the Breakthrough Podcast. Until then, guys, have a fantastic week. And wherever you are, do stay safe.